Jesus' name. This is all I have. Lord, th Lord, this is all I have. Th this is all I got. I don't have nothing else. I, I have run out. I'm empty. I remember growing up as a child in my house. My dad had hurt his back on his job and everything had just kind of begun to run dry for us. And I, I remember getting up in the mornings and looking in the refrigerator, looking in the cabinets, and I didn't see anything. This is all we got. This, this is all we got. And we come home every, every day and there was always a full course meal on the table. Don't know how it happened, but there was always a full course meal. And I woke up one day and my father was on the third floor and he was looking out the window and I heard him crying. I was in my room and I heard him crying and he was just looking out the window. And I believe that he was at his last moment of saying, how am I going to make it? As a father, none of us ever want to be in a position where we are not able to provide for our families. As a man, as a wife, single parent, blended families, we all deal with the issues of of insecurity when it comes to provision. Whether you're the wife, whether you're the single mother, whether you're the husband, there is a moment of insecurity that hits you when your provision is being attacked, when provision is not working in your life the way that it should. And we see here in this chapter, we've, we've already talked about it. We talked about it in the land. There will be no rain for about three years or so. He commands the prophet. Now, here it is. I've never seen in the Bible where God brings a famine and the leader is the only one that does not participate in it. I don't see it in the Bible where God gives a word and the leader is excluded from everything. Moses has to experience the wilderness just like the children of Israel. Noah has to experience the mockery just like his children. Come on now. Moses has to see the plagues just like everybody else. David has to experience a famine just like everybody else. Paul has to suffer just like everybody else. Uh, the disciples have to suffer just like Jesus Christ suffered. The, the prophets in the Bible, they, they suffered in their calling. When you think about the office of the prophet, it is, it, is, it is surrounded with suffering. Rarely do I see prosperity in a prophet's gift. <laughs> it's full of suffering. It's full of shame. But we use the prophetic to manipulate people with money. I'm being real careful. We, we use them to manipulate people to, to do certain things. And, and when you see it, you see the prosperity of it. You don't see the suffering of it. Elijah was one of those prophets who suffered along with this famine. The Lord says, you too will be a part of the famine. I need you to get down to the brook of Cherith. I need you to stay there. Day the raven, the dirty bird, is going to feed you meat and bread. Evening, the raven is going to bring you a portion of a meal. But here it is. Don't become comfortable with the brook. 
because the brook is not permanent. It's only a temporal place for a miracle to take place in your life. It's only going to feed you for a season. The brook dries up. He says, I need you to get to Zarephath. I have already commanded a widow to provide for you. Come on now. There's a famine in the land. Y'all look at the contradiction here and begin to question text here. There is a famine that is going on and, and the famine has now reached Baal's house. Y'all heard me talk about the God of Baal, right? See, God has a way of, of working <laughs> even in strange places. He sends him into Baal territory. I taught you that, that history says that the reason that, that the Baal worshipers could not call upon their God because they said he was out on vacation. They said he was somewhere sleeping. They said he was somewhere offline. He, he wasn't offline. He, he took a vacation off Twitter. He, he took a vacation off Instagram. He, he took a long vacation. They were calling upon him, 450 of them. He didn't answer. God said, I'm getting ready to send the prophet into a drought. And I've already commanded a widow to provide for you. How is a widow going to provide for a prophet? <laughs> I thought that the prophet was supposed to provide for the widow. Ah. See, a lot of times when we think about our lives, we're thinking that the pastor is supposed to provide for you when you should be providing for the ministry gift that is getting ready to release the blessing of God in your life. But because we've been trained so long to wait on the man of God, to wait on the gift of God, whatever you want to call it, to bless you, you don't move. He says, I need you to get to Zarephath. I need you to get to the, 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 I need you to get to that area. He gets to the gate and he sees a woman at the gate. He sees a widow at the gate. He sees this woman there and I begin to ask the question, well, how did he know that she was a widow? Because see, you can't just take the text for what it is. Come on, stay with me, Rev. You got you to gotta question this text. You got you to gotta get down and begin to criticize the, the writer. You got you to gotta begin to question it. Uh, uh, critical thinking here. Uh, um, he says that I've already prepared and commanded a widow to provide for you. I've already prepared it. I've already commanded it. So you don't have to worry because what you're going through is already going to be provided for. Uh, what, what the prophet is going through, you're already going to be provided for. He gets to the gate and he sees this woman. And he begins to ask this woman a question. And they begin to talk and they begin to talk and they begin to talk. Come on, say, they begin to talk. Come on, they begin to talk and, and things begin to take place in their life and I want to begin to teach you today and I want to give you some principles on the power of giving and what the power of giving causes God to do in your life. Everybody say it with me, the power of giving causes God, number one, to send a prophet to ask you for what you don't really have. 
I don't have it to give today. Can somebody give me $1,000 today? Can somebody give me a key to a brand new car? Can, 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 can somebody just give me something? The, the, the Bible says that I've already commanded the widow to provide for you. So I want to put this in here parenthetically. What you have in your hand is good enough to provide for the prophet. First of all, you got to look at it because you got something in your hand. But what you're looking at in your hand seems not to be enough. He says to her here, he says, verse number 11, as she was going to get it, the water, he called to her and says, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Oh, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? I don't have no bread in my hand. What are you talking about? I, I, in the previous scripture, when he meets, when he, in the previous verse, when he meets this woman, he says, can you give me a drink of water? Ah, come on, let's, let's be critical of the text because how does he know who he's talking to? All he knows is that he says, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. Can I give it to you? You can never walk without the spirit of discernment and conversation. See, most of us would say, well, the prophet already knew. Well, let me play, let me be devil's advocate today. Did he really know or did he have to open up his mouth and start a conversation? I, I've been telling y'all to start conversations with people without talking about Jesus. Uh, he sees the woman and she's there. But when we think about the culture of a widow, they're dressed a certain way. Ah, uh, come on. Widows were dressed a certain way. They wore veils over their faces. Come on now. They, they, they weren't dressed like everybody else. Y'all know the story of, of, of Tamar, how she loses and she takes off her widow's veil and she goes and sits at the gate and she deceives men as if she is not a widow. <laughs> the prophet sees her and he begins to ask questions about her life uh, he begins to ask her and her response says oh the lord your god come on now come on look at the text y'all look at it go open up your bible and look at this text here she responds and said the lord your god well hold on how does she know the lord his god that means that she's in a culture that she probably wasn't born in She's a believer, probably married into a culture. Husband probably died. She's now a widow. I'm trying to give it to y'all because here is a connection. God is always going to connect provision to the drought. She's in a drought. He's in a drought. She has what he needs. Did you hear it? You have what God needs to bring you out. The power of giving causes God to send a prophet to ask you for what you don't really have to give. He says, and as she is going to get it, the water, he asked for some water. He called her and said, please bring me a piece of bread. He's trying to figure her out. He's trying to figure her out. 
Sometimes you got to figure the situation out before you get up and thus said the Lord God, that God said that you are, no, 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 you need to ask some questions, investigate it. He, he was spiritually and naturally investigating the situation. Now, can you give me a piece of bread? I don't have no bread in my hand. How can I give what I don't have in my hand? No, you don't have it in your hand, but you actually have it. The power of God's giving is going to cause God to send a prophet to ask you for something. Because the Bible has already stated that I have already commanded the widow to provide for you. So the prophet understands that where he's going, there is God-like provision. Where you're going, there is God-like provision waiting on you, but you got to find the widow. You've got to find the right place that is getting ready to feed your drought. Number two, the power of giving causes God to do what? To allow the prophet to ask you for your last and eat it. Can you really afford to give your last and watch somebody eat it before you? Pastor, what are you talking about? But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Sometimes if you don't really understand what you have in your hand, you're preparing your last meal as if you're going to die. She states it. This is my last meal. The prophet comes and he says, can you give me a drink of water? Man, come on now. She says, okay, and then while you're getting me a drink of water, give me some bread. I don't have any bread. She says, all I have, some flour, a little oil, and a bowl. That's all I got. I got some flour and some oil. In a bowl. This, this is all I have. This is us. Say, this is all I have. This is all I have. I, all I got. He says, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. I need y'all to see it right now. I need you to start connecting the dots. Uh, he says, a widow. She, she's a person that has lost her ability to depend upon someone. <coughs> someone grab me some water real quick. She has lost her stability in depending upon a husband. <coughs> All I have. <coughs> Thank you. Is a bowl. In the bowl is a little oil, a little flour. And you asking me for that. No, I ain't giving you my last. You got to be crazy. This for me and my son. Mama said, don't ever give your last because you never know when you're going to have to use it. Mm. That's the reason she told you don't, don't give it away. Because you never know when you're going to have to provide it for somebody else. Come on, come on. Now, now, 
The last is not just for you to keep it in. A, and I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm not talking about being crazy. But there are seasons in your life where God will challenge you with your last. He will challenge you with your life. He will challenge you to step out in faith. The, the power of giving causes God to send a prophet who's already prepared for you to give him what you have. He understands that you're in a drought just like him. But the Lord has made a commandment that, that the widow should provide for the prophet. Ah, come on now. Uh, uh, when, when, when we think about this... Uh, Giving is the pain of sacrificing your last when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Giving can be the test of blind faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Come on now, hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it, hear it. Giving from an empty jar can be your next miracle. All I got is a little jar of oil, Raymond. All I, all I got, all I got. It's my 401k. All I got is my retirement. All I got is my social security. All I got is 90% that ain't going to make it work because I gave my tithe today. Come on now. All I got, this 90% is not going to pay every bill. It's not going to make me debt free. And you're telling me to give it. You're telling me I gave my tithe. I gave my offering. I get. Did you give your tithe? Or did you just give a piece? Did you give your tithe? Because giving your tithe means that before you pay it, you take the 10% off the top. You take the 10% out and you set it aside. Whew. Can I just go back and grab it? Because I really need it right now. You said that you will rebuke the devourer for my sake, and, and, and I am sending a prophet to create a river for you. But if you don't understand the power of what's in the bowl, you'll keep it in the bowl. And you won't even use what's in the bowl. You'll be talking about, well, I went to Thursday to use it. I went to Wednesday. I'm going to fast these next three days because I don't want to eat this last. I don't want to give it away. I'm trying to save me and my son. And now the prophet is saying, can you give me some bread? All I have is some flour, a little oil in a jar. And you're asking me to give the, the power of giving. He looks at her. And I could imagine how she looked at him. The power of God, the power of giving causes God to send the prophet, to allow the prophet, and then to use the prophet to stretch your last into more than you have in the bowl and the jar. Then Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go, as you have said, make me a little bread cake. From it first and bring it out to me. Let, let's stop right there. You got to be crazy. No, you didn't just ask me to take my last and make you a cake first when my son is hungry. Ooh. But he says, I need you to get to Zarephath. 
because there's a, win a widow that I have commanded to provide for you. Come on, to provide for you, to, to provide for you. That, that's the key word, to provide for you. Are y'all catching it already? Y'all 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 know where I'm going. He, he says, I, I need you to, I need you to keep on going. Give me the water. I need you to keep on going. I need you to get ready to make this cake. But as you're making the cake, make me one first. You got to be crazy. Make me one first. You talking about give you my last and give it to you first. I only got enough for one. Did y'all catch it? I, I only got a one. I only got enough for one. He says, make me one first. But after you make me one first, make sure you make one for yourself and for your son. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. I, I only got one jar. I only got a little flour. And I only got enough for me and my son. Because I'm already preparing to make this cake. Come on now. You got to get in there. Oh, Lord, I need you to help me today. Mama would be in there cooking, take a little oil. Lord, you got to be crazy. This man told me to make it. How you going to provide? My kids need to eat and you're just stirring it up, stirring it up, stirring it up. Make me a cake. Make me a cake. I, I only got a little. How am I going to make it? I got to get to soccer practice. I got I to gotta get to the bank. Lord Jesus, I got to pay this rent today. I got to. Oh, my God. But I got to make this cake for this man. And I believe that God is speaking to me. And I believe that you shall supply all of my need according to your riches in glory. Did you hear it? To your riches in glory, all of my need shall be supplied. I can do all things, no weapon. This is crazy. I can't do this. I'm getting ready to give somebody my last and my son is hungry. What are you saying to me? The power of giving causes God to send a prophet your way to ask you. He allows the prophet to take it. He allows us the prophet to use what you have in your hands. Say the power of what I have in my hands is getting ready to create a miracle. Come on, y'all ain't saying it. The power of my giving rest in my hands. It rests in my mouth. It rests in this bowl. Gotta bake it. Put it together. I only got a little. How is this? He's gonna send a prophet to allow you to stretch it. Put a little water in there. Stretch it. A little more oil. Stretch it. Now you know, the more ingredients you use, the less you're going to have. Because you're using all that you got. But God never meant for you to keep what you don't really have. He wants you to use it all. He wants you to pour it all in the bowl. Because he's teaching you how to stretch. He's teaching you how to stretch it. While you're sitting there stretching, he said, I'm going to stretch it. I'm going to stretch it. You stretching, you stressing, and I'm going to stretch it. That don't look like enough 
I don't look like enough. I'm out. Ain't got no more. Can't put them all too, too much more flour in there because it's going to taste nasty. Don't want to get a profit, no jacked up cake. Got to make it just right. Ain't nothing like serving your husband a nasty meal when that's the last meal you got. Ain't nothing like taking a nasty meal to the table and your kids like, shoot, I might as well starve. I ain't eating that. You got to give your best. You got to give your all. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Well, maybe if I keep stirring it, God will multiply it. He ain't multiplying this. He's going to stretch it. He ain't going to multiply this. He's going to stretch it. Food doesn't multiply. It stretches. Come on now. It stretches. Put it in the oven. I don't have a little thing. In the name of the Lord. I don't have enough to lick it with my finger, so I got to keep it in there. All right, Lord. Put it in the bowl. God, I don't know how you're going to do this. You got to provide. I took my mortgage and paid for my books that I need to have published. Because I heard you tell me that it's season for me to go to the next level. Went to meet with some investors and decided, no, why am I going to give back to somebody else? But I can keep it all in my pocket. I can just step out and believe God. Go down, stretch it, sign the contract, sign the contract. Books be here on Tuesday. But tomorrow I got to pay that rent. Got to pay that car note. Where's it going to come from? Make me a cake. Comes out the oven. Somebody go back there. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Go to the oven. Put this in the oven. Go put this in the oven. Come on here, girl. Put it in the oven. Come on. Bring one of them napkins up there so I can wipe my, my sink off. I like to be dirty. Throw this away. Lord, it didn't gave my last oil. Comes out. No, no, no. You got to take your time. You got to take your time. He said, bring me a cake. Just bring me a cake. Bring, 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 me, bring me a cake. Tomorrow, got to meet this need. This is only one cake. This is only enough for one cake. One. One cake. But he said, after I make him a cake, he said, give me mine first. The tithe. The devoted thing. Give me mines first. And after you give me mines, then go back and make one for you and yourself. Give, give me a cake. Out of all of that, I got a little small cake. That ain't going to feed nobody. That's going to piss me off. That's going to make me mad. And then Tracy going to be sitting over there talking about, that's too many carbs. And you know you shouldn't be eating that. And takes it away and throws it away. Y'all, you crazy? I just made this cake with my last. Come on now. You got to give it to the prophet. You, you the widow. Come on now. Come on now. Got to put it in the hand. That's your last. But you can't come and give it begrudgingly. 
You can't be angry. Can't be mad. He says, I love a cheerful giver. Somebody who knows how to give when it's hurting. Somebody who knows how to give when it's your last. Somebody who knows how to lay it all down and you give it. Come on, give. Give. And you're standing there like, Lord, let him give it back to me. Get along now. Get along. Get along. Go back and do what I tell you. Go make another one for yourself. I'm going to eat this one. Mm. He said, give me some water. Hmm. He said, and make one for you and your son. So she goes, how am I going to make one for me and my son when I just gave it all? Sometimes when you're looking for a way out, God wants you to trust him enough to just simply give it. Sometimes how you perceive your last can cause fear and unbelief to hinder our ability to trust God with the little. The results of the giving. Because you can't provide for God and he not bless you. You can't give to God and he not give it back to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together, running over, will men give back into your bosom? The result of giving, the prophet will declare the blessing of the Lord upon your life, upon your family, and upon your house. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Matthew 10, 41. I got finished eating this cake. Y'all keep on praying that God's going to give you a cake. God's already provided for me. Mm-hmm. A little tough. A little hard. Prophet comes around and he says, Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, the bow, a flower, shall not be exhausted. Nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to what the prophet said. Give me some water. Give me a cake. And then go back and make some and make one for you, yourself, and your son. Bring me the cake for you and your son. Come on now, come on now. Bring, uh, come on, come on, come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on, follow me, baby. Come on, come on. He says, make one. She goes back. Well, that's, that's just for you. I need one for the son. He didn't say share. He didn't say penny pinch. He says, make one for you and your son. But not only that, he says, thus saith the Lord, that the flower, bring me that bow, that the flower that's in the bow will not be exhausted. Oh, Rabbi, when you learn to stretch, 
God will secretly begin to keep on pouring in the bowl. It will not exhaust for the next two years, for the next three years. As long as there is a drought, there's going to be flour in the bowl. As long as there's no rain, there's going to be flour in the bowl. But see, not only flour, y'all sent it, that's going to be flour, Joy. That's going to be provision, Tremaine. That's going to be flour. You'll never run out of the flour. I'm going to keep on pouring it. I'm going to keep on pouring it. Because I said that when you give, it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down. When you receive a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. Oh, come on now. The flour is still going. Ah, come on now. He said that the jar of oil will never be empty. Oh, Rabbi, when you need to make some more cake, when you need to make some more cake. He said, not only that, he said, and the blessing of the Lord shall rest in your household. That means that everybody that's connected to you, that means that everybody in the village is getting ready to eat. That means that when I go back to the cupboard, that means when I wake up in the morning, that this flour, that this water, that this bread, hallelujah, is getting ready to create an everlasting harvest. I need you to understand that it ain't just going to happen spiritually, but I need you to go to the oven right now. I need to eat today. I need to eat tomorrow. I need you to, no, 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 no. I need to eat right now. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. It's a year later. It's two years later. It's three years later. It's five years later. We're still standing. We're still going to bring it all, bring it all, bring it all. We're still standing. I got more than enough. Everybody's in a drought, but I'm eating. Everybody's stressing, but I'm eating. Why? Because I gave. I gave. I gave. I got all of this from one bowl, from one bag of flour, from one jar. Why? Because I trusted the Lord. I trusted him with my little. The prophet said, go and make me a cake. And when you do this, make sure that you don't forget about yourself. Sanctified church, and church has always taught us to forget about ourselves. You're going to make it and you start giving it out to other people. Stop. In this season, after you give it to God, you need to eat first. After you pay your tithe, after you pay your offering, your love seed, take out 10 to 20% for yourself. And put it away. Come on now. Take it out for yourself. Let your children wear the same shoes. I'm going to come right down your aisle. Let your child wear the same tennis shoes. Don't go buy them Negroes, no brand new Jordans because you got an increase. Take that increase for yourself, mommy and daddy. The problem is we've been living our lives through our children when our children should be living our lives, living their lives through us and watching us prosper. Hey, hey, baby, because now you teach your children how to prosper. But the church has taught us, give it to all the kids, give it to all of the kids. And daddy walking around with holes in his shoes going to work. Talking about the blessing of the Lord going to make you. Dude, you got holes in your shoes. Be quiet. Driving around. You ain't got a decent pair of jeans on. And your kids walking around here with Gucci. Your kids walking around here with $300 shoes on. Four and five PlayStations, Xboxes, and you don't even have money to buy your wife an anniversary gift. But your kids look good because society taught us that. You got to give it all to your kids. They grow up, don't even come back to give you what you gave them. And you're mad. 
because they live in their life when you should have been living their life. My son ain't going to ever outdress me. My son ain't going to ever look better than me. His daddy's always going to be on the top because when he sees me, he's going to have an example. I know some of y'all been passing out here up here talking about our kids, and you, you're right. Taking them out. All the money you spent on costumes, you could have put it on their insurance. You could have put all the money we spent on candy. You could you could have put it somewhere for them. Matter of fact, you could have you could have did something for you and your husband. Cause guess what? I'm be honest. The husband is like, what do they need a costume for? Really, what do we need to buy candy for? I mean, like. We can do something. Well, you know, I just really want to make them happy and just really want to. But you ain't happy. We ain't happy. Household all jacked up. Because you're giving your provision to somebody that don't understand it. You got to teach them how to honor the provision. After you give it to God. What am I talking about? The power of giving. That's a true story. That is a true story that you heard. The Lord said two weeks ago, take your book and publish it. I was prepared to do the same thing. When it met with some investors, all I needed to do was sign the contract. But then the grace of God spoke to me and said, why don't you make the sacrifice yourself? Because you're still going to have to pay it back and then give the investor a return so you're doing triple the work when all you need to do is just trust me to put it back in your hands and it stays in your house. Oh. The prophet only took one piece of cake. In the end, the widow receives all of this. There was no drought in her house, in her community. Y'all ain't hear it? The reason that we struggle is that when we make it, we don't make sure everybody else around us eat. We start beating people up. Well, maybe you should have did this. Maybe you are the person that's gonna break the drought in your generation. And you can't be sitting up there talking about, well, I'm on this status and I'm doing this and maybe you should be doing the same thing I'm doing, huh? When you were just in the same position and because you go to a church where God has allowed the prophet to speak in your life. Come on now. One of the saints called me and we were talking, talking about a job. I said, what's going on? He said, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Just, just something's happening. Turned around. I said, in the next 48 hours, let's pray for a turnaround. He called me back. Call back within the same day and say, I got it. You're hearing it. Sometimes all it takes is you to have a conversation with your man of God and say, Pastor, I got this on my plate. What you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to God? What are, what are you bringing? Pastor, I know you're not about to tell me. Yes, yes, tithe. Give your offering so that it will open up the windows of increase. Sow your love seed. Do you know that it's improper in the Jewish culture to go to the rabbi and to ask him to pray for you and you don't put something in his hand? 
Ooh. It's improper to go to the store, walk up to the counter, and think that they're going to give it to you for free. The Rock Church ain't free. It ain't never been free. This word ain't free. This word costs you every time you get here. Oh, here we go. Now he's talking about, no, no, no. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Ain't y'all tired of sitting here? Ain't y'all tired of being dictated that we can only come here for a certain amount of time? We've not been able to do 24-hour prayer in two years. We've not been able to do baptism, and I don't know when. We've not been able to feed the homeless, and y'all are comfortable sitting in a hotel room? Seriously. Because y'all won't give so that we can purchase a building? Because somebody told me that you're supposed to be broke. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. The man of God should be blessed. But because we don't understand the power of giving, because many of us have been manipulated, tricked, bamboozled, Are we satisfied with just a bowl? And it's just sitting right there. It's just, if you never bake this, it's going to sit right there and waste. Are we satisfied? We said we we're going to be in a new building by the new year. Are we satisfied? Are we satisfied that we've not baptized, that we've not had prayer? Are we satisfied that you can set your clock to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning for 15 minutes of prayer? You know, Pastor, you know, you don't work like we work. At 3 a.m. when I'm up praying, 2 a.m., up praying five o'clock in the afternoon when I should be spending time with my wife I'm at a hospital visiting somebody the sacrifice of giving is for all of us did you guys hear this today the power of giving causes God to send a prophet to challenge you with what you have we're all in the drought we're all experiencing. But here it is. Sometimes you got to trust God. We received the word that two men would come. And the so and I'm hearing people all over say, somebody gave us a building, man. It was paid off. Somebody gave us a building. But we'd be mad if pastor said, we get ready to go share buildings. And we got to start church at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Then I got to hear you talking about, I got to go to football game. I got to go do this. You'd be mad if I do church on Saturday because Saturday's your day off. But Sunday is our day off. I'm looking at families who have not been in church all year long because you keep taking your children from here, 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 here. When are you going to say what daddy used to say? One Sunday after the month we're going to church. I don't care if you missed the game or not. 
Because you cannot be saved and walk in the grace of God and don't come to the house. Come on now. You don't come to the house. My daddy said, you cannot go to church through the radio. You got to get to the house. Come on, say, I love my pastor. Sunday is not your day off. Sunday is your day of giving back. It's one hour. One hour. And we're, and we're, and we're plaguing with the one hour. Five years when God made us a promise. The enemy is walking around. There are buildings that are just sitting. But we can't buy the building if we don't have provision to take care of it. We can't, we can't go and say, give us the loan, but we don't have it to take care of it. Because we're struggling with 10%. Struggling. You're struggling. We're struggling. Come on now, wake up. Look at me. Pay attention. Lift your hands. Say it, Lord, forgive us for bringing lack upon ourselves. And we should have positioned ourselves to obey the command to provide for the prophet where the prophet could restore and stretch the little that we gave. Today is my last day of holding on to something that you want to stretch, whether it be my money, my faith, my health, my purpose, my destiny, my family. I give it to you now. And I declare that through the drought, that my household, the prophet, my family, my community will all eat. In Jesus' name, amen.